All right. Episode 92. Coming at you. Thank you guys for listening. Being here. Wherever you are. But also here. Somehow. Through the magic of the internet. Which we talk a lot about in this episode. The magic and that dark magic. The dark side of it. And, you know, it's been a prevalent theme. Especially, you know, as social media and you know the the addictions therein have become more ubiquitous and obvious to us all and isaac mcfarlane our guest is a bringing a really unique and just great perspective because he's from new zealand so this sort of magnified through his lens being isolated in this island and only having this window into our culture, global parkour culture that is, through these online platforms and not really getting to engage and interact in the flesh quite so often. And so we talk about that and we further that conversation and further my own thoughts and ideas on it. So I really had a good time on this one. I hope you guys enjoy listening and get something out of it. And there's some you know, ideas and recommendations on what we can do moving forward. and. Um, some nods to the people that are, you know, blazing those trails. So thank you again, Isaac McFarlane, for being a part of this, sharing your perspective, bringing New Zealand to the ears of the listeners, and uh, much love to you guys. We'll see you real quick on the next, or at the end of the episode. Here's Isaac. Yeah, cool. Um, so, like, we can just get started with the topic, if you like. Please, by all means. Cool. Um, so... The main thing that's come to my attention, um, and it's happened like throughout my parkour career, as as a tracer from New Zealand. Um, yeah, yeah. I, before we dive right into it, I would like actually yeah. to just know a little bit more about you and your history of what got you to like arriving in this in the at this point of view. Yeah, cool. So I started free running like probably 11, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. um, and. We've got a small community here that has always remained like real tight knit, uh, real cool, real fun. Um, and we're definitely removed from the rest of the world. Um, but I don't think quite so much as people seem to think. Um, I've done a fair amount of traveling um, and it seems like people treat New Zealand as like a real faraway land and a mystical land <laughs> in Middle Earth. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> And that's cool. We'll we'll totally take that. But um, also, yeah, we have had the odd times where it's um, we feel removed from the worldwide community uh, in a in a bad way. Like when it's we want to be a part of the scene, you know. Um, and we've had to rely a lot on the internet, really, uh, YouTube and Instagram and all that, just to be a part of the scene. Um, and so our development as a country. Um, we've both had our own origins and our own ideas, and we've also just been kind of like copycats in a, in a big way, um, just through learning through YouTube and all of that. Um, in order for us to understand parkour better, we have to go to a like secondary resource, um, to understand what you guys are thinking about it. Um, and you might understand this as an American, like versus Europe, you know? Yeah, Um, surely there's at least a little bit of that playing into that equation you know everyone was a little bit behind the you know the initial it's i don't i kind of look at it as like 
obviously it started in every and least and like in these suburbs in Paris, but then in the UK, it seems like, well, that's where it kind of like blossomed or like it just started to like at least bud, whatever that, that flowering happened there. And that's where everyone's kind of been like, that's kind of the Mecca now in a way or not Mecca, but it's like the source of like most of the topical they've taken over the, the conversation in some ways you could say. Like that's where the lo- highest level content and most concentration of um, relevant athletes, at least in my head, seems to be. No, I totally agree. Um, and they're killing it. Like they're sick. Yeah, um, no doubt. It's real fun to watch. <laughs> Obviously, Story has a big part in that, you know, and like, and Storm and lo- there's a lot of really powerful things like Jump London and Jump Britain obviously came out of, That's that's been huge and integral into that whole storyline. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, through the years, uh, we've managed to, New Zealand has managed to kind of find its own identity. Um, and we're starting to understand like what's unique about Alpaco uh, versus other countries and so on. Um, and it's awesome. And lately we're getting quite a lot of international visitors um, or a lot for our standards. It's like <laughs> probably two to three a year, but, <laughs> but it's real cool for us. Um, and yeah, we're starting to actually identify what what the differences and similarities are between our perception of parkour versus the rest of the world's, um, and that's real, real cool. But it's what are also, could you name some of those? But what are some of the differences and similarities? I'm curious. Like, what oh, is it like? Man. What's the scene in New Zealand yeah. like? Well, okay. the The biggest difference is your guys' access to each other. So interstate mm-hmm. or intercountry in Europe and so on is like your ability to just visit a jam that yes, is far away, but you can just drive there and it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for us, we've got three main cities um, and they're separate and separated into two islands um, and that's it. And so any jams that happen, are, I guess, limited. Um, and so the feedback from other people is a whole lot smaller uh and so oh, you guys just seem to be able to tap into a huge huge library which uh is dope and we're totally jealous of that <laughs> but what is also cool is like we'll have to um feed off of just other sources such as um, our environments that will be so different uh from what i've heard we have a lot of trees here that are super sick for training on compared to what uh you guys might have um instead of like the standard typical brick architecture and so on mm-hmm. um and oh just there's just a lot of wisdom um and especially especially the europeans we've had a lot of um irish and germans come over here and or sorry uh, german speakers as well because we've had austria and switzerland and so on like that um there's a whole lot of wisdom in both movement and speech uh, from everyone that's visited that like, it's just so exciting for us to hear and listen to. We do feel like the younglings sometimes. Um, but yeah, what we can bring is just an outsider perspective is we haven't, all, all we know of the scene is through media. So um, that is the perspective that I'm hoping to bring to you today mm. um, is talking about what it's like being a free runner who um, mostly is in the scene through online means. Um, 
and how fucking weird that is um (laughs) yeah i can um, see why yeah i'm i'm actually like i'm excited to explore some of the differences with you today as well i don't have all the answers um just yeah nobody does but yeah no absolutely it's i can imagine how that's very strange because yeah your interactions your in-person interactions at jams that is a totally different experience like actually interfacing with other athletes in their home environments or just just not over online you know it's it's just a completely different world and you probably have we all have a skewed perception of what's happening based because of our integration with online media you know there's no doubt that everyone doesn't have a slightly like weirder perception of what's going on i'm sure yeah yeah for sure um and for a while there i was thinking that like we just pretty much had one brain and all <laughs> understood each other completely. But uh, the more I grow up and the more uh, experience I have with parkour, the more I realize that everybody's got their own perspectives, their own opinions um, on how it works and how it should work. Um, and yeah, I'm just hoping to bring the perspective of uh, an averagely skilled freerunner and an averagely experienced freerunner. Um, and yeah, just like talk to you as a as a nobody really, and hope to represent these kind of nobodies um, a bit in 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 the scene really. Yeah, yeah great. Um, and yeah, I don't know, like that that idea of being nobody, being somebody, that's already an interesting topic, you know, because everyone's sort of nobody until they're not. But what does that transition mean, and what does that even look like? I'd like to maybe put a pin in that and just ask you like, what is it that you're seeing then from, from sort of feeling like you're on the outskirts or at least the outside of these jams and some of these in-person events, when you absorb parkour media, what do you see? Cool cool question. Mm -hmm. Um, What I used to see was a lot of good vibes and a really strong i used to have a real strong sense of belonging just through watching this media and experiencing it and i just wanted to be a part of the scene um and what i see lately um is a bit of a contrast i guess i don't i feel less a sense of belonging and i see more athleticism and perfection and um just like high level skill um and it's super cool it's like super inspiring i really don't i'm not hating on anyone here um i simply feel like the pendulum has swung from the days where we were hammocking and traveling and you know all the like real hippie stuff the Mm -hmm. pendulum swung from that extreme over to the other side where we don't do that much and we are really focusing on yeah being excellent athletes um and that is cool that's totally cool both ends have their own strengths and weaknesses um i'm just hoping to kind of help tip the pendulum back the other way a little bit because with elitism sorry with athleticism comes elitism Mm. um and comes judgment and a bit of bullying and um yeah a few other like negative aspects that uh just don't help our sport and i guess the the best way i can think of this um the best way i've found to voice it is something that my friend martini said um is that we've got some highlighted areas within free running um 
like actual locations such as South England, um, sometimes Boulder, Colorado, and a few other places that are shining and are doing brilliantly. Um, and then sometimes the rest of the world starts to feel more like an audience than a community. And yeah, that's a bit of a shame and that's frustrating because I have been doing parkour for 11 years. I definitely feel a part of the scene now. I feel like I have contributed um, and I've learned a lot from this. Um, and yet I still feel like I can't talk to say the leaders of our community without just feeling like a fanboy or um, yeah, an audience member whose like opinion is not too highly valued. And I feel like this is felt amongst a lot of people in the community because you know New Zealand is not the only country that is um, in parkour through only online means. Like there are most most of the world actually is not part of South England or Boulder or uh, sometimes Germany and so on. Like the other like mm -hmm. real hype part places of parkour. Um, and it's not to shit on you guys uh, from those places. Um, all you're doing is trying to be the best that you can be uh, athlete wise. And that's sick. And we need people like that. Um, but I also think it's real important that we reflect on our core values. And we think about we think about the limitations of what we're doing, how we're practicing and how we we are advertising ourselves, um, both to public and within the community. And what I mean by that is, well, actually look at the media, um, look at our media. Like, do you see much diversity or do you see the same moves, the same people, the same types of people over and over again? Like, what do you, what do you think, Brandon? Do you, when you jump on Instagram, um, are you feeling like there's a real good representation of the world or not? Hmm. That's, um, that's a good question. I definitely don't feel like it's in my feed. I don't think like I've cultivated that complete like version of the world in, in, in terms of like what I'm looking through. And to be honest, I'm trying to spend less and less hours even being on social media these days. That's where I'm at in my life. And so that even becomes another step in the, in this very complex problem is like, how do we stay a community? But also for, for someone like me and some of the things I'm going through, how do I stay connected without feeling like I have to participate on like this platform, Instagram or, um, through YouTube. And again, it's always a double-edged sword. We love that the, that our community can be so global and that we can, you know, sort of interact with each other, but it starts to seem kind of hollow. Um, but that's sort of, that's another kind of discussion in a way, but f for what I see, yeah, I mean, I see, and, and it's very relevant these days with, um, in, you know, in the Americas at least. And uh, I mean, it, it's all over the world, but especially here with our, you know, Black Lives Matter movement and some of the tension and like just kind of unearthing of our past that's coming to light, you know, especially as America, I mean, Britain's the same way. Um, you know, there's, there's like a, even a whole, other conversation to be had about like, well, why are, why is it not so diverse? You know, because there's a lot of things that stand in the way of having enough, you know, free time even to do, to practice a sport like this. If you are, you know, historically disenfranchised or, um, even if you're not, you know, just 
it, it's just it's it's def it's a huge conversation and i think it's also part of this global phenomenon i think like what you're experiencing is also a microcosm of what's happening maybe all over the place you know it's like even with when it comes to giant celebrities and things um which all have their own podcast now and like you know like there's there's people that have kind of like it, it, it's kind of washed out and it's like i want uh, we all it doesn't seem to mean so much to me as it used to to have a fan base you know it starts to like in my in my worldview at least i want to see people really advancing human culture and, and parkour culture to a level that is more um focused like, like you said on on something that's a little bit greater than just um you know what i used to call just like jerking off like <laughs> the 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 best and the brightest or you know or like the most athletic because it just it's not it's not evolving human consciousness to do that you know we, we've done that it seems like we've done that not just in the parkour community but as a whole human species we've like we've experienced what it's like to have super famous people and all pe and people kind of idolize and worship them and now i feel like it's kind of all out in the open and everyone's just like realizing that we're all just people who live in our lives and so yeah i mean i'm a huge proponent of placing more value on just humans as whatever story they're living you know it might it might not have like this huge following or they might not be the super advanced athlete but there's clearly so much to be mined from every single point of view right now so i don't know if that answers your question that was kind of like um, spreading out and more questions asked but um yeah it's a huge topic for sure man it is a huge topic and it's also look it's not the biggest deal in the world um we can keep going this way and keep <laughs> just like pushing potential and all that and that's sweet um i just kind of i miss the old days a bit um where if you met a free runner you were like wow you do free running that's incredible mm -hmm. um like let's be mates or let's get to know each other a bit more and lately yeah we just don't seem to value that aspect as much and now it's much more down to how good you are as a free runner or how much of a following you have as a free runner um and man you make very valid points there like i too am trying to get a bit further away from social media i think a lot of people are i think um covid19 has honestly activated a big like pushback against this whole celebrity culture mm. and against this look it's just like it's highlighted that we don't need these things in our life um mm -hmm. that they're just distractions that they're just things to do and that's cool and for some people they're like actual good pathways um but at the end of the day does it really matter how many followers you have or does it really matter even like the things that you released on instagram not really you're probably not going to forget sorry you're probably going to forget but mm -hmm. what you're not going to forget are things like jams or meaningful interactions or um, yeah just like good times and good moments and um to your credit man like what you're saying about yeah just trying to actually meet people and appreciate them um that's totally the point that i'd love to drive here um i just i do it myself sometimes i'm flicking through instagram or whatever and i am judging completely immediately <laughs> and i'm judging between whether i'm bored or whether i'm excited by a post mm. um and some of that's down to just my personal taste and movement and so on um but 
a lot of it is down to Instagram itself, like just being this place where everybody posts all their stuff um, and specifically in regards to parkour. Um, yeah, we're just posting everything all the time. So you don't get much diversity in what Instagram can actually offer you as a platform. Um, you've got IGTV, you've got reels, you've got uh, just a 60 second or less video. And what that means is because Instagram is now our like sharing and connecting uh, tool, we can only show so much and um, sorry, what I mean is, yeah, we can only show so much on Instagram. It only allows us to show like certain sort of edits or so on. And it also encourages us to do like even more specific edits. So mm -hmm. as in a full on movie on Instagram would do shit <laughs> compared <laughs> to um, just, yeah, a three second video of a nice Kong pre. Um, and so we're just being encouraged more and more and more to limit ourselves, to not diversify, to just keep going with how we're going. Um, and it's pretty unsustainable. Um, hedonic adaptation. Do you know what that is? Uh, not exactly. No, please explain. I've, I mean, I know the word hedonism and adaptation yeah, yeah. separately, but I'm sure as a concept I can be educated here. <laughs> well, I only just learned it the other day whilst oh, okay. <laughs> researching nice. this, but, um, We'll take so it. far as I know, it's the kind of like uh, heroin problem. It's the fact that um, you need more and more um, mm. in order to get high. So it's the same with Instagram. It's like we get bored by a lot now and we need more and more and more and more. And it's just completely unsustainable. Um, and you might think like, well, who gives a fuck about Instagram anyway? Like, why does this matter? Um, I don't like a lot of people aren't in parkour for the videos and so on. They're in parkour for the parkour 100%. and that is awesome and great. But unfortunately, as, um, we've established before, a lot of the world is connected to parkour through online means and our current main online means is Instagram. Um, and we are just being yeah repeatedly told to value certain aspects of parkour that instagram values and not to value other areas of that um and so yeah we just keep watching those certain values more and more as they just are repeated and repeated and the kind of values i'm talking about are like your standard red bull out of motion lines with the dd roll and all or um your standard strong parkour lines that are just super super clean um and feature three or four moves that like everybody's doing at the moment like there are actual trends now uh in movement which is mm. pretty interesting because i didn't really used to notice trends and movement too much um but nowadays people seem to pick up off of each other and copycat a lot um and so yeah that's where it comes in the hedonic adaptation is you're watching all of this um and it just gets more and more and more boring, more and more mind numbing, and you need more and more and more. And so that in turn pushes how um, people train. Mm. And so that it, this is the big issue for me is that instead of 
us using Instagram, like parkour people using Instagram, it's starting to feel the opposite way where Instagram is essentially using us and we are changing parkour to suit Instagram better. So if we go out training, half the session will be some of us filming others do parkour lines. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we've all yeah. been there on both sides of it. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or at least I have. I've, I've, I'm as guilty as anybody of all the things that you're talking about. Yeah, it's oh, man. It's, same, same. Like, yeah. And this, this is the thing. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a saint or anything. Um, no, I'm sure. No, we don't take it that way. But yeah, it's just. I think we agree that we want more out of our training because, like you said, like I came up against the same thing. It was unsustainable, and it was, and especially in hindsight it really didn't allow me to connect as deeply with some of the people that I even like thought I was super connected with um, at the time because I was so focused on growing and as an athlete, which was so, sort of a deliberate and conscious decision and sort of a side effect of something that I wasn't, you know, really aware that was happening by being so focused. Um, and, you know, that stuff is really, really, there's a lot there because I think, when you talk about elitism too, with athleticism, there becomes a separate kind of culture because there's people that are kind of going to be insane about it. Like I was. And then when there's people that are insane about it, they start to connect with more others that are also insane about it. You know, that want to hyper-focus on this one area, like making growth in their progressions and their content and their subscribers and, and like this dream of making it, you know, whatever that means. On a, as like a parkour professional and so you do become elitist in a way and i i definitely felt like that was something that i was um going through at one point time because you you want to surround yourself with people that are pushing you and that are also kind of like make you feel okay about being sort of obsessed you know with this with this dream and so there's a benefit to it too right like it's, it's not like to to disparage any of these people we know why you know, but also, yeah, I don't want to take us too far into a tangent, but I'm curious, like, what do you see as like some of the remedies that are possible for some of these situations or for, for at least, uh, um, mate. yeah. Oh, look, and I will just note, we might go on tangents quite a bit because this we're gonna, is actually yeah. quite a murky, murky <laughs> topic. Like, um, I'm sorry to anyone listening trying to make sense. Oh, no, this. if they listen to this podcast, they've gotten used to tangents in a big way. Because <laughs> okay, cool. I do that often. Nice, yeah. Oh, man, look, um, an easy solution for just to practice is to do things like a no phone jam. Mm. Just don't bring a camera out. No, it's their band. Uh, no one's allowed to do Love it. Love that. And within that one jam, you'll just find people are socializing more and are actually in the moment and actually appreciating appreciating each other and walking away with memories that are more than just clips um and i'm a videographer i love video mm -hmm. so much but that's kind of why i find this instagram culture so offensive personally because ah oh, just so much of the content has no art about it it's there's no like quality it's um only movement and that's cool because Man, we have we have people in our community who are athletes who are like big chilling champion, uh, Cullen Powell or <laughs> them. Like, I'm sure that if they are listening to this, they'll be like, I don't agree at all. Like, I want to just progress as a physical athlete. 
and um i'm just gonna share clips like i don't maybe don't care too much about the art scene um in that way and that's cool uh they can be that kind of person i just don't think we all need to be that kind of person um and also those kind of people would benefit from a community that is more diverse and is not just copying them because essentially they are at the forefront and they are leading the way um and i'm sure it's actually scary to be a forefront athlete as you've experienced too um you're probably questioning uh how legit parkour is and whether this is a um, pathway for your life and so on or at least that's that's how how i've felt in the past um and i haven't even been like say leading the community so i'm just imagining that as a leader of the community that might be quite freaky um trying to push a whole culture and a whole sport like into the worldwide scene and get us recognized and so on um i just think the job would be a whole lot easier if you had a huge team of people who have found their strengths and value them and the strengths yeah are diverse um even like if we're talking language if we're talking types of moves if we're talking um just general representation um because yeah right now the the parkour scene is represented by white young males doing near impossible things all the time <laughs> and that's sick <laughs> like that's so cool but the poor uh black old woman who is watching this and going well i'm never going to join in because these people don't represent me at all um and yeah i don't feel a sense of belonging there um and just doesn't even consider it and I find that real sad. I don't know if you've noticed, but I do feel like there are less and less just traceers and free runners um, at the moment. And we tend to have like a lot of kids and gyms and people who know about parkour, uh, which is cool, but less and less people who just frequently go out on the streets and train and practice. Um, and I feel like that is a lot to do with yeah our media and how we're representing ourselves um when you get that sense of belonging like very little else matters um you can't it doesn't really matter who you're with or what you're doing or whatever if you feel a sense of belonging with that group then you can just have a real fun good time and that's all we're really looking for in life isn't it like just trying to have a good time till we die i don't know that might just be my <laughs> perspective but. hey you know that's as good as the one as i've ever heard um yeah <laughs> i think that that question's like probably more more um it sounds more specific i think at first but i think it probably is like pretty general when you when you get really down to the core of what human life is about there's certainly other theories about you know what's important and sure I, I i don't i don't know but i like that one you know that's that's <laughs> where I, I think that there's stages for sure too in life where fun is really important to you and sense of belonging and then there's a certain and this is just because of what i've been studying in certain things but there might be some some periods too where individualizing yourself separating yourself from the collective and, and forming a bit of an or more original identity can also be part of your evolution and and then coming back to to that collective with greater wisdom and expanding that that community actually by by forging a path you know 
and I point to Tim Sheaf all the time on this podcast because he's somebody who completely like dropped off the, the parkour culture in, in many people's eyes, I think. I don't know if you know mm. Tim Sheaf, but, um, but in my opinion, what he's doing, and this is my point of view, is that he's actually expanding what it means to be somebody in our community by doing all these other things and not really practicing parkour, but uh, as, a, as somebody we can claim as someone that we at least know parkour sharpened his his mental fortitude who he is and his worldview um he represents a part of our community especially him because of like all the things he you know did but also um to give like a less uh known example you know there's like there's just people like in in and around my community even that like no one really knows, but they're really, they, they, they uphold a lot of parkour culture in the community and they're maybe even really talented, but they spend zero time on Instagram. But in my head, just knowing that that person is a, uh, you know, a very dedicated practitioner and he doesn't actually participate in some of these conversations. It, it, it makes it more okay for me to feel like, okay, yeah, I can also just be, more um i have more choices i guess you could say open to me as an individual when it comes to how much to participate and what it means to be a parkour athlete or be a member of this community um so i don't yeah there's different ways to like inter engage with it you can engage with it on a very localized level regional level or at the global level I'm not sure where we got started in that, but um, <laughs> what, what were you asking? Or did you even ask me anything? <laughs> I'm like, what, why am I talking? <laughs> no, it's good, man. It's good. Please, like, I'm, I'm not here to spiel and spiel and spiel and you to just listen. I like hearing your points for sure. Um, so, no, I, I think I get what you're saying. Um, and I slightly feel like you're telling me off for caring too much about social media and so on with parkour and you're oh. saying that there are yet more options and that if you get out of the online source you can still enjoy parkour and enjoy life just for yourself oh okay well i i mean i definitely don't feel like i'm trying to tell you off but i am i am <laughs> i am saying that like i think it's awesome that you care and i think it's awesome you bring into this this to my attention and to everyone's attention hopefully like i'd like to, this is one of the episodes i'd like to more and more people to hear for sure because it's really easy to forget and I've been there what's happening outside of yourself and forget actually what's important just in life, you know, and how insignificant, no matter how, whatever, like number you peaked at in terms of, um, or whatever you accomplished, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't mean something if you can't really look back and, and, and like you say, like have these memories and connections and bonds with people that, um, go deeper than, you know, than they can on on the internet or they can when it when it's just about like what you can do athletically so i'm i'm a huge fan of what you're bringing to the table here i think that it's just important sometimes to remember that you can make it what you want you don't have to you definitely like can redefine it and i think part of the problem with this whole instagram and social media narrative is that it is not questioned and it isn't it's just like 
right it's just accepted as part of our our culture and also everyone like the whole world's culture is just like well this is just kind of what we do now and it's like well it doesn't have to be and i i don't really think the the movers and shakers of the future are going to participate in this much longer i think they're going to redefine it what what it means certainly hope so man um that'd be real cool and we are seeing (laughs) Some real cool media coming out. Like YouTube is making a bit of a comeback. Um, it's not only vlogs now. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to ask you, what do you think of, um, I mean, obviously there has been some response to this. Like there's been some people that feel the same way you do. Soul Destroyer was a big uh, answer to that in, you know, coming from the Modus projects and they're doing some cool things with having this flow team and really trying to mm-hmm. make it, make more avenues for athletes to participate and at least feel like they're, you know, like we talked about like going somewhere with this, you know, all the effort they're putting in. And then there's Jimmy, the giants content with the savior clips and this movement to like kind of make more of these videos. Um, breach has, has also, that's been a part of their mission. It seems like, you know, and, and again, these are pretty much UK based brands, but like, what, what do you think of, of, of some of that shift that we've seen? I think or do it's you awesome see it as a shift? Long called for, mm-hmm. um, and mate, yeah, no, for sure. The especially the the flow team that they've created, like, yeah, they've got some women in there. They've got some different nationalities in there. Um, I'm yet to really understand it and know what they're going for with it, uh, but it just that's totally a step in the right direction. Um, and it sounds great. <clears throat> Jimmy's Discord as well. Um, I've seen it a couple of times, and I've heard some good things from some friends. Um, he's just opening up the floor to yeah to nobody's to anybody's to um, hear their voice and is then he is helping sorry do you know about the discord I don't even know about the discord oh Jimmy's oh, okay. Jimmy's discord yeah Jimmy's discord oh yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I've I, okay I've glanced yeah I know about it now I remember yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lied a second well, yeah, ago it's, it's an open chat he brings yeah. up topics um, and he welcomes people to come and talk about it and he listens and that's very cool because he can then put those ideas into his content which is widely recognized uh, has a big audience um, and he can share it that way and his videos as well are bringing back some culture you know he's like talking about the old days quite a bit he's um or he's also forward thinking um trying to set up say world chase tag as a more established sport within our sport um and yeah that's cool that's real banging um and then we've also got things like uh, kipper jumps is it kipper jumps there they do a magazine uh at the moment that i've seen um and that's just like a super genius way of another form of medium for us to share our content is through magazines and so on mm. um yo we got because Emily's lookbook here, and this is the first cover of Mood Mag. But yeah, just to give a few examples. But I know there's more. Yeah, beautiful man. And to be honest, I might even just be starting my own magazine soonish um, oh, about yeah. the Auckland scene and all that. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's there's some cool, cool art going on. Um, and I just yeah, I think we should celebrate that more. So. Um, I'm asking the individual athletes of the world to, yes, care a little bit less about our standard ways of doing things. As you say, our unquestioned um, just kind of addiction and obsession with social media and how to, and instead focus on just other ways that, yes, might be 
less recognized um, and you might get less attention from them. But if you check out these magazines, if you get involved with the magazines or with the discords or with the um, YouTube videos and so on, you'll be making stuff that you're genuinely proud of uh, or you'll be involved in a community that might be smaller than the whole world, but is just super, super, super exciting. Um, and then as individual athletes, if we can help celebrate these things, they will have more growth and we will feel more connected and we'll be bringing back that sense of belonging in parkour that, yeah, I kind of feel like we're missing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the benefit of that is just that we'll get more people joining in. We'll get more cool conversations and we'll see more dope movement and we'll just have more like why are we so limited at the moment why are we so happy to be so limited why don't we want to diversify more um it'll just make our sport way way more fun and way better uh in my opinion anyway (laughs) i yeah i couldn't agree more yeah i think there's there's a sense of like plateau that we haven't yet like broken through at the stage we're at and that goes in training it like goes in life and it certainly goes with like the whole culture in terms of like what's our next evolution going to be and actually even like you say like you can keep doing what we're doing but i don't even think that would be if that even if you want to have like the the views and the eyes on you and things that's not going to be the best route anymore it's already it's always going to be better to innovate um because you're really giving something to the community and by doing so you'll, you know, if that's what you want, you'll have some, some people that are appreciate that for sure. Um, and like you said, by, by copycatting, I mean, we've, we've definitely seen a lot of the, <laughs> of people just kind of replicating moves and it's hard, you know, too, to push yourself outside of your own comfort zones when you reach these plateaus. But I mm. think for me, like, even just staying involved sometimes can be difficult when when you're a little bit older. I don't know how old you are, but how old are you? <laughs> I'm 20, 26. 26. Oh, killing the game. <laughs> young, young chicken. Sprung I'm chicken. I'm feeling old, man. I definitely feel like an old guy sometimes. Because that young sprung. <laughs> no, you're, you're, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think, you know, one of the people I really admire and I appreciate is people like Sebastian who are still here with us you know in blue you know and um and tim you know whatever anyone who's still like living as as somebody that you know is participating in some of these conversations whether they're super directly focused on parkour or not um that helps others just kind of know that they can stick around too and and then it's not maybe it does i'd like to think it does i guess but um it helps me it helps me to to understand that some of these folks that are you know their their knees aren't completely busted out or they don't just like (laughs) you know they'll they'll just touch base with us here and there you know and who knows if we'll get to to hear from some of the other founders um down the road just when we need the most or something but i i could see that happening you know because there are so many untold stories still from some of those guys that you know might remind us of, of what we're here to do as a community nice man that's real cool and look I'd, I'd say your podcast is definitely a great example of that man um i've heard you before talk about how you're feeling a bit um disillusioned sometimes or yeah just a bit old 
um, <laughs> and a bit irrelevant. <laughs> and um, although I disagree, um, it's also cool to hear you saying these things and yet still yet wanting to be a part of it and to share your thoughts and ideas and they're definitely valued. Um, and yeah, they just represent something a bit different to um, the usual athlete as well. Um, your ideas there. So yeah, that's beautiful. On the flip side is the, something that was brought to my attention before is the beginner. Um, do you find yourself training with beginners much at the moment? At the moment, actually more than I used to, but not very often still, no. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit of both too. I like wasn't for a good while and I'm trying to get back into it and I'm enjoying it. Um, I know that it's cool to train with your friends. It's always a good time and it's always so easy to just like hit up your friends and train with them. But training with beginners um, is great for the beginners, obviously, because uh, they're getting some experience and they're getting their hand held a bit as they dive into the scene. Mm. Um, but also, yeah, once again, it is great for you um, to just get an outsider's perspective and to understand parkour. Like maybe you'll be reminded of some old values that you have, or maybe they'll bring something fresh to the table and it'll just spice up your training a wee bit, you know, it'll make it that bit more memorable, uh, that bit more exciting. And if we value these beginners more, then we will get more beginners and we will get more people into the scene and it will legitimize parkour that much more. Um, and I would also argue that we need more beginners in our media as well. Um, I remember when Sean Wood was in Farang, not that he was ever, sorry, he was a beginner once, but he wasn't <laughs> a beginner in Farang. Um, but he represented the uh, kind of more the average athlete uh, without being offensive to the dude. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, a, he's an amazing athlete, but oh, um, compared to a lot of the level that we have out there uh, and especially within Farang, um, he was the guy that I related to a whole load more. And I really valued that. Um, and there are examples of that throughout heaps of the teams. There's always the like guy who's not quite as skilled, but is still in it, is still excited, mm. still wants to be there. And that's just like, yes, like that's what we want to see. Um, the, oh, Sasha on the water challenges uh, in Stora <laughs> lately. Like Absolutely. he, yeah, he's just undervalued um, as an athlete generally and yet he will just come to the table with these yeah exciting fresh ideas and the whole team just love him and if you scroll through the comments you can see that everybody loves him um and it's just wonderful because it's pushing that idea of parkour that is exploration and discovery and a bit of risk as well um we can only watch incredible athletes doing incredible things for so long before yeah our mind becomes numb and so we've got to see these people who are just in it to give it a try. Um, and that's super, super dope. And I want to see more of that and more, um, yeah, more beginners as well in the media so that these people feel represented and so that they want to be there. Um, I was chatting to um, a free runner who has just started and they pointed out that kind of the free runner starter pack right now includes an Instagram account. Mm. Like you don't, um, you don't necessarily go out and train the fundamentals. You go out and you put the camera down 
and then you train your fundamentals or I guess actually a bit more you perform and that performing it's just scary man it's like there's a whole load of pressure um, you end up doing things that are for your audience rather than for yourself um, and so you're not truly representing yourself in your media um, and I just I've seen a clip recently of uh, um, a trace use oh man I actually hate these words I don't know why I'm using them in this conversation but <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> i like to put the french on it but i can't really do it that well <laughs> um, but yeah i saw her like just doing essentially a two foot pre um to a ledge that was barely off the ground and she wasn't making it and that was her instagram post and i was just like it's not a i'm not against what you posted but i am against the fact that you felt the need to film that at all and that your mind wasn't focused on your own training but you were focused on releasing this to the world wide web um when really like if you're at that beginner point i really think you should be just doing parkour and enjoying parkour because that's what you're there for or at least that's what i think you should be there for um i don't really have much respect for people who are using parkour to just say get fame you know Maybe yeah that's just my thing no no i mean yeah it's it's a bit of a um it's a bit of a conundrum there, right? Because I feel you big time. I'm like, if you, if you actually want that kind of path in your training, then you should understand that you will not get far without really honing the fundamentals and knowing yourself and doing the practice, which I think is about knowing your limits and, and then knowing how to push them safely and, and really knowing the techniques and it becomes it's easily corrupted when you when you get sidetracked with with uh, the performance aspect of it which can be very fun and it can be its own motivation and something that people want in their own way um but i think you have a very legitimate point there and in, th in that is that really the way we want to build our culture and is that the way that is there, is there really value in that because just by the very nature that these clips are coming out every day you know, um, you might want to just ask yourself, is it, am I really providing that much value if it's something that I can do every day? Mm. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. Which yeah. I think is just, that's a question I've been asking myself recently, even with the podcast, you know, some of these conversations, I'd like to up level some of the conversations we have on here because not it's, it's in part because there is so much content out there. And so it's not that I'd like, oh, I need to stand out, but I really don't want to waste people's time either. You know, like if they're going to be listening to me, which by and large, they probably shouldn't be doing. It probably is better things to be doing with their time. <laughs> Listen to Isaac, but skip the parts where I'm talking. No, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like there's there's a lot of things to be doing. And if I'm going to be someone who is sort of moving in a direction where I'm like, I don't think it's actually healthy for human beings to be spending more and more time on their devices and, and things, then in keeping with that, I need to try to provide perhaps higher quality content less frequently than, um, than I was doing, you know, cause for sure there's a lot of fun to be had in just like not really thinking about it and then putting it out there as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy doing that very much, but. Oh, and look like these things exist for a reason. Um, 
parkour doesn't have much of a pathway we are still a young sport and so things like instagram are great tools because excuse me you've just got statistics to follow you've got like goals to achieve you're trying to reach the 500 follower mark and then the grand and then the two grand and so on um and it helps and it helps keep us connected um i definitely think there is a place for instagram it just shouldn't it should be a tool and not the tool um especially if we're wanting parkour to grow because yeah we're just we're within instagram's limits right now um whereas if we yeah celebrate the other creative aspects and ways of sharing our talents um then we just won't be so limited at all our sport will grow oh voice break mm -hmm. um and yeah so look i do understand why a lot of people will just want to stick to instagram and keep doing this it's cool it is a pathway um and also the world in general demands quantity over quality like the amount of disney films that come out um <laughs> like year after year like there's just so many it's it's incredible <laughs> but um yeah there just is a theme of needing more and more and more and more but unfortunately it does mean that the art within is just lost um and that one post you made that was a banger where you did stuff that was just absolutely stellar no one will rewatch it. it just like who actually goes onto accounts more than like oh and looks back at things from like yeah more than a week ago or so like they might rewatch it the next day but they're not going to go back searching through your feed to check out your stuff and so you are always represented by just what you can do in the moment at the time um and yeah it's just once again limiting um and i just i just want people to look at parkour and think like that we are a cool bunch of friendly nice people who are doing something different um because that's kind of what parkour is it's about doing something different it's about looking at this looking at this environment that has not been made for you and for for what you you want to do um and you're just gonna do it anyway you're gonna jump on this wheelchair ramp and um yeah just do things that like blows people's minds um not just due to your athleticism but due to your creativity um and your willpower as well that's yeah that's the community i want to see is like one that really appreciates why we do what we do um and just celebrates each other for doing it mm. cool. i'd like that too yeah i think it's really helpful to embrace your environment like you're saying embrace those limitations in quotes for the people listening you know like, i think that's probably one of the cool things that you know i don't know if you know that much i don't know what the it's an ology of types but there's some it's like a zoology or whatever it's like about animals but like on when you're on an island right like madagascar you have all these like really unique crazy subspecies because they are isolated on that island and they yep. like there's like all these weird things that happen biologically with creatures that evolve you know separate from a mainland and so i love thinking about that not obviously with new zealand it's perfect metaphor because it is it's an island or two islands or whatever 
and it is isolated but even in your own neighborhood like i love encouraging people to use the architecture around them and let it influence their style let it change what parkour is about don't like look for the walls and the bricks if there aren't any or like drive 40 yards 40 yards that's not very far you could drive 40 <laughs> yards you could walk you could tiptoe 40 yards but yeah you, but um but look f just allow it to change you because it, like you said i think that's part of this the true spirit of it is you know that adaptation and that's one of the areas where i can see the most growth is the different kinds of terrain that people actually work with um and the different kinds of obstacles people engage with or don't engage with you know so i'm a big fan of that are there any are there anything is there anything that you'd like really like to point to or anything um that you feel like if people don't know enough about these people and the way they're they're what they're bringing to the table or different ways to look at it that you um, are, are keen to right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to your point there of using environments the way, kind of like the way they should be used specific to that environment, man, I can't give enough credit to Matthew McCreary, uh, McCreary mm -hmm. from Ireland, uh, who you might know, because he is starting to get a bit of fame now. Um, I, I don't think I've seen him at what's his Matthew McCreary? Uh, Matt McCreary. I don't actually know if he ever calls himself Matthew, but um, cool. yeah, Matt McCreary, MCR. <clears throat> but he is um, a super dynamic athlete um, who, yeah, does like a lot of funky, weird, trippy movement, but it pretty much is always responding to the spot. Um, and that is something that, yeah, we, we definitely should value. Um, it's super super cool to see some you can tell when somebody has created a line according to the spot instead of just trying to get the move in that they want to do mm. and they're just going to use it here at that spot <laughs> um, and it tends to create lines that are just really fun to watch um, they cover ground they are exciting um, and also often a wee bit terrifying because it can only happen at that spot. Um, and if you don't know that spot, then you're trying to apply the same mentality to your own kind of spots. And you're like, Whoa, that's so bonkers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I find it wakes up the mind a lot. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, Matt is one of the guys like that. Um, and then you've got some bigger athletes, uh, another Matt, Matthias Meyer, um, is, gold for that kind of thing yeah um, actually pretty much all the german athletes are <laughs> gold for that yeah and Matt, um, Matt, Matt, is it matthias i don't actually know how to whatever his name he, he's actually putting out some interesting theory too behind i don't know if you've seen some of those videos as well but he gets real deep on how he thinks about training his philosophy on it which is another thing i'd like that kind of is in keeping with this whole theme is expanding like okay well you can show your parkour you can also speak about it and and, yep. and push the boundary that way so keep going please <laughs> sorry to no, cut that's you cool. off that's cool that's great um yeah that kind of stuff that kind of side media that is related to parkour but isn't just parkour i really appreciate and that definitely builds the culture a lot um but yeah other athletes as well we've got oh is it move in motion um melbourne motion from melbourne um they do something called woke core uh which you should just check out yourself <laughs> it's right. actually like super cool uh melb in motion all right Melbourne um, motion 
Yeah. And then I'd just also like to point out my own little uh, channel called Easy Life hey. um, or Easy Life Graham, um, where, yeah, I am focusing on community. It's not just about my movement. I am trying to push a bit of artsy scene um, of the, sorry, artsiness of the Auckland scene in New Zealand. Um, and that's quite cool. Um, and that will feature most of the athletes that I respect most at the moment because um, they are here around me doing killer things and we're having real good times. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Mm. Um, and then other ways that we are able to kind of try and get away from this problem is truly just, yeah, looking at your community around you um, and respecting each athlete within that community uh for who they are um you've seen i, I assume you've seen the like kind of awful vile like hatred against females um lately in some of the i uh, there's been some i actually have not brought up. i have not seen that at all and it's partly because i'm taking a break from some of this stuff but if you want to yeah, please cool. please lay it out for us because i i'm completely ignorant to it yeah okay there's just been um some females who have been posting their movement lately and they're just getting a lot of flick for it they're getting a lot of people um who are just getting annoyed that they are getting so much attention and they're just doing kind of tall poppy syndrome thing they're just trying to chop them down and remind everyone that they're only getting this famous because they're a girl and if they were a guy doing the same tricks it wouldn't work the same and so on and with that comes a lot of um just filthy language and other gross things that men say sometimes um and it stems from the same problem of just not respecting individuals for who they are and for what they're doing and for their path and their journey um and so i would just definitely i, I challenge you the next time you go out training to chat to everyone at the jam if, if you're doing a jam or if there's not much of a jam then just to really get involved with the people around you and yeah to not just film yourself the whole time um or even half the time but instead actually have a memorable occasion where you've done a game of stick with your friends or just yeah going around doing challenges together and maybe not doing the exact thing that you know will get you famous maybe not heading up for that roof gap up there today um but instead and staying amongst the friends um and trying out the challenges they are doing or encouraging your mates to go up and do the roof gap with you as well um but yeah just getting a bit a bit off the uh show off kind of mentality and a bit more into the community mentality i think that will help heaps and yeah you could go that step further by just banning phones completely for a whole jam and making forcing everyone to um have a good time together uh but oh, sorry, let me just consult my notes for a second. Please do. Yeah, I love that idea of the no phone jam. <laughs> yeah. Have you done one before? No, never. I've never been to one. Um, I like that though a lot because just as bad. I mean, and again, hit first one raised my hand to be guilty here, but it's it's like when you're asking people to film for you, it's all, it's always fine, but also it can be like 60 attempts, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like, and I, I've definitely like, you know, by the time someone's done filming me, they're, they've cooled off and I've kind of ruined their session mm -hmm. in some ways. It's like, 
I don't want to be that guy, you know, but I've been him for sure. So look, and it's going to happen sometimes, like sometimes you just, it's just going to happen. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, But I like, I just like the idea of it. It just take your, you know, it's just expanding, you know, expand your go out training solo, bring no phone, bring no GoPro. Do what you got to do. Absolutely, man. Yeah. To see what it feels like. It just feels raw. Have you done much solo training without a camera? But more recently, yeah, very much. Uh, I've been going out a lot, just kind of like exploring on my bike, and then I'll just kind of like wander around because I moved recently. So I'm, a, I'm like a big cat exploring my territory, is what I like to think of it as. I'm like just looking at the borders, just like doing that, <laughs> looking for territory and just like where where the other buildings are that are fun or what kind of textures and and shapes and and yeah like what roof gaps it may be but also just if there's something i've never seen before that i could play with Mm -hmm. how cool is that though like how good does that feel that's my favorite thing 100 percent, always and i'll often i can't convince my friends to go out with me because if you roll the dice, sometimes you get whatever snake eyes, you know, like often I'll, I'll be like, I'll convince my friends once or twice to come out and just explore and just like, we're just going to walk that way and see what happens. And we ended up just walking for three hours and, and we didn't really get much training in. And to me, that's like, yes, at least we know what's over there. Now we never have to worry about it. We don't even, we'll never go back and we know. And for me, it's really fun. But that's, then I sometimes lose points. Cause then they, they're like, well, I don't want to go just exploring with you, you know? <laughs> Cause last time we just walked around in the hot sun for two goddamn hours and uh, I want to get some like training in. And so I understand that sentiment as well, but my favorite thing is to explore and I'm, I'm perfectly happy to come up empty handed most of the time. That's cool. That's cool. I'm probably not as far as you to, uh, I'll probably be a bit pissed off if I um, came up <laughs> empty handed. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a freak dude. <laughs> no, but it's definitely worth a shot. And, Man, like that is parkour to me. The the times that I have gone on a roof mission or just found a location and I'm just by myself and I have no media device, like that's the discovery. That's true inspiration as well. You've got mm. no reason to do anything mm. except what you want to. There's no one telling you what to do. So what you find yourself doing is like truly about you. Um, and so, yeah, you start to learn about yourself at the same time. Parkour starts to mean more than just parkour and it actually reflects you real well. Um, I find that just so, so cool and would recommend way more people do solo training without filming about it, without even talking about it. Go to a solo oh, session it. and don't tell people what you did. Yeah. Keep it for yourself. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, yeah, yeah. Preach brother preach (laughs) that's amazing yeah no that's great that's because like you said there's always reasons to look externally and that's kind of this issue we've talked about the whole episode is just like are you going to look for more 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 are you just going to never be satiated or and it's a spiritual path like that people talk about honestly often too it's the same thing it's just you know that's why people become monks and and they start like they end up realizing that they could look outwardly their entire lives for the world to tell them what, what is and what isn't and what the truth is and who they are. And as far as I can tell, anyone who's taken it to its end advises that instead of looking outward, look inward. And so I think the idea of just like making your practice super personal, at least once, 
to see what's mm. there is super powerful. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's cool. And, um, and I don't know that yeah, I've even done that. I don't know if mm. I've like never told anyone about, I think like that's something that even I like could, could benefit from, you know, that's awesome. 10 years into nice. my training. Do you think you'd ever become a monk? Dude, I've been thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it. It sounds pretty tempting to me. You know, I'm very interested in the mysteries of life. And so I think if I sat down in a dark place somewhere and I didn't move for about a month, I'd probably learn something really, really interesting. So um, if the opportunity presents itself, I would happily, uh, you know, I don't know what that commitment would look like, but I, I got a lot of admiration for, for people like in, in that side of the world right now or like in that from that perspective i'm listening to a lot yeah. of folks that either were monks or um just some of that hindu i guess um ayurvedic perspective and tradition because that's some of the oldest insights and the people have kind of like sat and thought about these questions the longest so yeah man we we tend to look at characters like that with a certain form of respect um and yet we don't seem to seek it much ourselves within our own pathways um until you've got to a point where you're just sick of how you're living <laughs> um an example would be i'm sorry for butchering your name man um i think indies mishenko oh yeah uh from ashigaru um he is just like a top athlete and we've just seen him completely disappear recently from Instagram um, and come back just way more chill. And uh, just, he seems to be enjoying his time a lot more. Um, and his captions sometime express a wee bit of frustration um, about how he used to live. Um, and I've heard from some of his friends as well that, um, yeah, he essentially got to the top of the game and then was like wow this doesn't mean anything like <laughs> i fought so hard for these uh, external reasons and now i'm still the same and i still go to bed each night and look up at the ceiling and see the same ceiling and i'm still myself and yeah um and so he has kind of abandoned that mentality and he still trains and he still does instagram but it just seems a whole lot more casual um and I respect that a lot and I feel like yeah I should probably learn from guys like that now instead of having to experience it myself instead of having to get to the top of the game and then realize that it doesn't mean much well so. that's true wisdom that's what I heard it described as is like mm. knowledge or well I don't know what the exact quote was but it was basically like smart people learn from their mistakes wise people learn from others or something like that you know so good cool. for you because yeah, we've seen it over and over again. And this is not the first and I don't know, whatever, you know, you know, we've had loads of, of some of the biggest names just kind of like have that. They just, they teleport off like the grid and they come back with a somewhat renewed sense of chillness, like you said, or, or, or purpose or something that just seems to be like, if you're reading that, you know, you, you might notice that, okay, <laughs> you, you can infer potentially that that is not everything. Clearly it doesn't, it doesn't solve your problems. It doesn't make your life different. You're still you. So chasing that can be a, a trap. It's just, as you say, man, it's just not everything. It's still cool. It's still fun. Mm. Um, you still did something for a while. It distracted you nicely and you made some serious progression, um, 
in many different ways, but it's just not everything. Yeah. Um, and that is my main point with today's podcast is just like the way we're training at the moment only highlights a piece of parkour and it would be way more fun if we just like dived into all the different aspects of parkour the art the friendships um the travel and exploration again i do think we should get a bit more hammocky and all that um <laughs> i know covid's probably ruined that right now <laughs> yeah what's uh, the new not... zealand covid policies are you guys letting people in certainly not america <sighs> Uh, no one's not letting listen. people in really man um so we were doing super well for a while we pretty much had no cases um uh, for a bit and then um within within auckland which is our biggest city where i live um yeah that's just uh happened again we had another round of lockdown um and so things are pretty still right now and um unfortunately the gates are not open to people who aren't like related uh to new zealanders but man i cannot wait for it to open again um i'm really keen to bind aussie and new zealand together a bit more because we're we're the we're out on the same piece of the earth and um we are isolated from the rest of the world and it's kind of silly that aussie and new zealand don't train together more and um, do more events so if any of you aussies are listening hit us up us new zealand community um and we will do the same back to you because yeah we should have a really strong brother bond by this point i think no doubt well um seriously man i can't thank you enough for reminding me of all these important things you know i think this really makes my practice more sustainable to be reminded of this kind of stuff and gives me more more to dig into and more meaning behind my training so i appreciate what you're saying I think that's cool. a pretty good place to wrap it up unless you have anything else to say or if there's anything you want to plug or whatever yeah. but yeah just once again i want to thank you for um giving uh me this platform to share my ideas and yeah if more leaders of the community could do this kind of thing um and help the nobodies and so on uh, have a bit of a voice we will just have a better representation of our community um and we'll understand each other so much better and we'll have a lot more fun so yeah thank you again for having me on this has been a mean chat yeah man my pleasure it's been an honor to work work with this this idea with you uh through it rather <laughs> all right thank everyone for listening or thank you guys if you're here and um thanks isaac cheers guys cheers peace Blow. that's what i'm talking about all righty it's the end of the episode, so you already know what's about to happen. You can just skip, just stop playing it, move on, do something important with your life, and learn something more than uh, what I'm about to tell you, which is to do all the shit that you are asked to do at the beginning and ends of social media application things. The, this, is the, this is the devil already, so I'm not even going to ask. You're, we already know what we're talking about right now. It's like Voldemort. I'm not even going to say it, except I just did. But I'm not actually going to say all the things. All right? You can read the description. And that's at least like a iota of a step forward. Is uh, <laughs> It's just inferring that you, if you want to support things, you know what to do. Taking that responsibility to do whatever it is that you support. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows if we can get there. 
Maybe we don't get there, but I think we do it. I think we do it. All right, love you guys. See you in the next one. Peace.